When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, my name is Brian Anthony Davis from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Shannon White is here, Tony Defio is here, and we are still hungover from the 2021 season. And this hangover is going to last a while. How long is it going to last, you say? Well, it's going to be a doozy because it's going to last way up until the beginning of the 2022 season. And then we're going to have a series of 18 hangovers in a row where it's just based on the day before so with that being said gentlemen how are you tony what is going on i'm good good. i had a fun uh, weekend watching the nfl action it was the craziest week i've seen in a while how about you guys doing great tony shannon tony just said that that was one of the craziest i put on our slack channel behind the steel curtain that i think that was one of the best division weekends that we have ever seen in the nfl and I've got to say that the national media has followed suit. And I said that during the game because that game was a dandy, Shannon. Oh, it, all of them was good games. And the NFL couldn't ask for anything more. I mean, that that really uh, helped their brand to have that all four real competitive games like it. And only one team that I was rooting for won, and that was the <laughs> Los Angeles Rams. I was actually rooting for the Packers. Um, for personal reasons, I have friends and my son now likes the Packers as a second team um, just because we're friends and they're they're like family. So they're Packers fans. So um, I was rooting for the Rams. Of course, I love the way that ended up. 
man, the Buffalo Bills. I was mm. hoping for them. And of course, I was rooting for the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans were my team that I was going to uh, latch onto after the Steelers were eliminated from the Kansas City Chiefs. So after the Steelers were eliminated, let me ask each one of you who you were going to jump on first. Tony? Well, uh, originally I was going to, like you, I wanted to see the Titans win for, for Derrick Henry. And I, you know, I, Ryan Tannehill, that'd be a great story for him to win a Super Bowl. And, but as I started watching that game, I started rooting for the Bengals. I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I, 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 I know. I, I, I know. I know. And, you know, I obviously I, I wanted to see the uh, Bills win. I kind of like the 49ers. I like their offense. Uh, and the Rams. I mean, the Rams, I wanted them to beat the Buccaneers. And they I almost had a PTSD because of Super Bowl 51. After, But, but I'm, I'm glad they pulled, pulled it out at the end. Shannon, who was the team that you were going to latch on to after the Steelers were eliminated last week? Well, first it was going to be the Titans, uh, where as uh, Long, the former linebacker from WVU, uh, former Mountaineer, he plays for t uh, the Titans. So I was going to definitely be rooting for them, and they had never won it before. And then I would have sort of rooted for the Buffalo Bills because the Bills, you know, making four straight Super Bowls and losing them like they did, uh, I would have rather seen the Bills beat the Chiefs. But um, – now, uh, I can never root for the Bengals, so uh, that's it's just it's not in me. And uh, uh, trust me, the Bengals fans that I know would never root for the Steelers. I don't care what the situation was; they would root for Brady before they root for the Steelers. So, um, yeah. So, but yeah, I would have to say the Titans first as well. Well, here's the deal: I love Joe Burrow, but I will never root for him. Not rooting for him. I think he's awesome. <laughs> I, uh, but I cannot root for them. Now, the only time I'm rooting for them is if I want the Ravens to lose or the Browns to lose. Mm -hmm. You know, it just depends on the situation. So for me, I'm jumping on the Rams bandwagon, but I did exactly what you were going to do. You know, I, I've complained about the Bills all season long because I can't stand their fans. <laughs> but I have a coworker that I just met that's she's a Bills fan and she's her family seems pretty cool. And she sent me like tapes of, she sent the whole uh, team uh, video of them celebrating and, and everything. And this is how they party. And she was at the game two weeks ago. I mean, last week, and it was really interesting to, to watch and, you know, feel good for her. And so I said, you know, I, I'll root for the, the Bills after the Titans and then 13 seconds. Oh, <laughs> Tony, how do you lose a game in 13 seconds? I, I mean, I don't understand. Like everybody's gone on and on about the overtime, but 13 seconds. I mean, you take the lead with 13 seconds. I, I guarantee you, every Bills fan, every NFL fan, I watching the game thought that game was over. I mean, mm -hmm. like, you don't let a team go down, get in the field goal range in 13. It was like nine seconds, nine seconds. I mean, you squib the kick. Uh, do like make the Chiefs uh, run the clock on the kickoff? Something. I mean, I, I just it has to be worse than that Super Bowl that they lost years ago because I mean it just it felt like they had the game actually won. Like the super the kick the the field goal. Uh, Scott Norwood, you don't know if he's going to make it from forty whatever yards away, but that game at that moment, uh, you scored two touchdowns in the last two minutes or whatever it was, and you're thinking that's it. Josh Allen, he's the new uh, 
he's a new face of the league. This is his time. And then, and then for that to happen like that, ouch. Well, somebody's questioning you on a squib kick, but I get what you're saying though. You, you, uh, you try to, you're not going for a squib that's going to go 20, 30 yards. You're going to try to go a line drive. That's going to get down to the, uh, that's going to fall short of the goal line. Right. I'm not talking yeah. about onside kick. I mean, like yeah. you, like, like the, the Bengals uh, return, or I'm sorry, the, the Chiefs returner is not going to like, you know, if, if they pick it up at the 10, they're not going to just down it and stop the clock. They're going to try to uh, advance it because they want to, they want to get this, a better uh, field position. So that's why you do that. I'm not talking about like kicking it 15 yards. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I, I know you weren't, but I just wanted to explain that. Shannon White, what were your thoughts? I mean, that made probably made you feel so much better. But let me ask you this. Was it better for the Steelers who had no business being there? Does it hurt less if you're a Steelers fan to lose 42 to 21 when mm-hmm. we weren't, we as fans weren't expecting much? Or if you're a Bills fan, is that like the worst way to die? To me, it didn't affect, it didn't tie to the Steelers in any way. I mean, I know the Steelers, beat Buffalo in that first game before, you know, uh, the Bills had even had a chance to get going. And then the the Chiefs beat the Steelers twice, just like the Bengals did. Uh, so, to me, it, it, I felt more for the Buffalo fans just because of how they've had their heart tripped out so many times in the past. And, you know, when they went up and they had went up a, a field goal with 13 seconds, like you said, everybody in the world thought that game was over. And – the, the only defense for not squibbing it is a lot of times if a kicker tries to take off a little bit off his kickoff, there's always that chance that ball takes a funny bounce if they don't feel it and it goes out of bounds yeah. and then they get it at the 40. If that right. was to happen, people would lose their uh-huh. mind. I mean, yeah. everybody would be like, oh, my God, that kicker blew it. You know, because they have one play and they're in field goal range probably. So uh, the, everybody's talking about the overtime rules. And I, I don't like uh, the – I don't think it should ever be a tie. So, at least in the playoffs, you can't have a tie. But the the Bills had a chance. They just had to stop them. And, the again, the prevent defense, all it usually does is prevent winning. So, uh, as much as I hate it, uh, you know, that they lost that way, uh, you know, it's the nature of the beast and it is what it is. Okay, so let's talk about the overtime rules a second. Because the overtime rules, they were changed, and they were changed for a good reason. And the first the first year that that was in effect was when the Steelers lost to the Broncos and Demarius Thomas and, and Tim Tebow. And they never got a chance in overtime. They lost the coin toss. And somebody on our Slack channel said, you know, this is going to go down to the coin toss and hate to lose because of a coin toss. But no, the reason that those, that they changed those roles to say that you can't win on a field goal, because that was too easy. It it was too Mm -hmm. easy to get the kickoff and, uh, and drive down the field just like that in a couple plays. And next thing you know, you're in field goal range. Now, if you, it's set that they get a field goal, you beat them with a touchdown, boom, you you win. Yeah. Um, 
they they get a field goal, you know, you uh or you're up, you get the field goal and you intercept the ball, it's over because you've stopped. So that I kind of like that. The only thing that I'm going to complain about and it's for the regular season, I hate the fact that they took overtime down to 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's too easy. It's too easy to tie now. But that's not what we're talking about here because this is all about this is all about the uh, the uh, postseason and the Bills didn't get a chance to counter, but you stop them. If you score a touchdown, you earned it because you got in the end zone. So I don't really think that uh, that this needs to change. No one was asking. No one was asking for any other any other post season game to change because the team ran down the field and got a touchdown. I saw the Ravens do that this year, ran down the field. No one was saying, Oh, well, it's not fair. They didn't get a, a chance. No, mm-hmm. they, they did not get stopped. So they deserve to win on it. The no, nobody complained on that. Demarius Thomas, uh, Tim Tebow, Ike Taylor play. Right. You know, we, we might have, but no, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not like college when you can have seven overtimes. Right. You know, I, I don't mind the college role. I, I really don't. Um, but all I'm saying is that, you know, I don't think this is just a knee jerk reaction to a lot of people wanted the bills to win that game. Exactly. Exactly. And we did too. I mean, I wanted, I was like, ah, here we go. When they won the coin toss, I'm thinking that ah, it's over. That's why, that's why you didn't hear anything about the Tebow game. Cause everybody wanted Tebow to win that game. He was the national story that year. So nobody was saying, oh, the overtime rule needs to be changed. If the Bills would have won yesterday, nobody would have said anything. If the Chiefs would have beat the Patriots three years ago uh, on the first possession, everybody would have been excited because the Patriots went down in flames, right? So that's what it's really all about is the Bills were the underdog and they lost. So, yeah, that that was an absolute crazy game. And we talked about the, the other games. You know, they went down to, I mean, Harper. I mean, games ending on field goals. It's It's amazing. Um, Steeler Nation 412. This is the game that I want to talk about. This has to be a dream. The Bengals are one win away to the Super Bowl. Man, looks like I'm cr- I'll be crying in the closet. Gives us five dollars. Thanks, Steeler Nation 412. I gotta tell you, Tony, you felt like rooting for the Bengals after a while in that game. I, I'm not gonna, I will not give you any kind of guff for that. I, I don't have a problem for that. Um, wh- what made you? want to root for them in that game just because it's been so long i just well i just like the story i mean i just like that story and and you kind of saw it you know it could have been the bills yesterday that that golden boy quarterback the guy you know he, he accomplished so much in college with the you know national championship the heisman trophy he looks the part and you know he comes in on on you know the white stallion so to speak and and he's the bengal savior after so many years of 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 uh you know just coming up short in the postseason and not in being hopeless in a regular season uh, so many years uh, beside that. So, I mean, they haven't gotten there yet, but it's just, it's just that kind of story. I mean, the, the Bengals were the bungles, the, the joke of the league and, and, and like the Steelers were, you know, prior to 1972. And then you got Joe Burrow and you have this, you know, he's got this cockiness about him, but it's not like arrogance. It's like that, that cool, you know, Joe Montana kind of a, uh, a confidence you want to see in a quarterback and and i i just love the story and 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 you know and they don't have any super bowls so it's not like 
they're going to threaten those six Super Bowls or anything like that. It's just it's just a neat story. If you can like kind of divorce yourself from from the Bengals being the, these fierce rivals, uh, you know, it's it's a pretty neat thing. He's a likable guy. It's a like it's a likable team so far. Now it might change. You never know. A few more beatings of the Steelers by forty points, and I might come to despise Joe Burrow. But let me ask you this, and I'm going to ask Shannon this because I hate the Chiefs. But I've got to root for the Chiefs this week because I cannot root for the Bengals. Now, Tony, are you rooting for the Chiefs? I don't. I. I. I, I don't know. I, that's okay. the thing. I. I, I, I respect I, that. I, I'm yeah. trying to. I'm trying to wonder. Like, am I going to root for the Chiefs this week or the Bengals? I, I've never had this kind of weird uh, <laughs> thing. It's like this is like some kind of forbidden romance in one of those, one of those TV shows. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. I didn't. I wasn't expecting it. So, Shannon, are you willing to admit that this is a great story for the Bengals? Because I will. But still, they're the Bengals. And I could never go that way because of past past circumstances. The Vontez Burfix, the TJ Hushmanzadas with a towel, yeah, wiping right. his shoes. I mean, I mean, we can go back and back and back and back and... For all, I mean, I love Chris Collinsworth as an announcer, and people hate when I say that, but I remember Chris Collinsworth ripping their heart out. I remember all these certain things. Boomer Esiason. Shannon, mm-hmm. what is it about the Bengals that keeps you hating them? Probably being a division rival, but I, I've said it before on here. I'll never forget when being Roethlisberger had his – uh, motorcycle accident and I was at work and I heard about it online mm-hmm. and uh, and there was all these comments about you know from all kind of fan bases mostly still fans you know because that's who I was on the line with but there started being some comments hope he dies mm-hmm. uh, you know and, and serves him right idiot not wearing a helmet and blah 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 and but the hope he dies and those kind of comments um, you start looking, and it was Bengals fans. It wasn't Browns fans. It wasn't Ravens fans. You know, it wasn't anybody. It was Bengals fans, and there was three or four of them just in the little chat I was in. And then through the years, I've seen that, like I said earlier, they would never root for the Steelers. They they hate the Steelers. the The Ravens and the still in the Steelers have a real rivalry, and there's a respect factor. If you've seen how they talked about being and how they showed respect to men in the final game of the year uh, and the Browns even, uh, you know, after the game. Uh, I wouldn't expect that in Cincinnati. I really wouldn't because uh, – so I've, I have a strong dislike for Cincinnati, uh, the Bengals, and so I, there's no way I can root for them. Uh, they, they made the right decision to get Burroughs. He's a great quarterback. Uh, he reminds me of a young Joe Montana. And he's a winner like Joe. Uh, but my only regret is that he's a Bengal. <laughs> well, the other reason that I cannot root for the Bengals, uh, I'm going to, real quick, I'm going to jump on what Shannon said and jump on his bandwagon there. Not only that with Ben. And all the disrespect for Ben that came after afterwards. And there, there was a lot of it, which I you know, everybody has opinions on the allegations and the lack of charges and all that. That's th- This was before that. 
This was right after he won his first Super Bowl in his second year. I got to go back to game that will link Tony and I forever. Tony and I, we have this bond because of this game, December 4th, 2017. And it's the Ryan Chasey game. Mm, yeah. And there was a lot of serves him right for headhunting. Right. From Bengals fans. And the way he plays, he deserves it. And I would, I will never forget that. I've never had respect for Bengals fans. I think they are. I don't have a problem with Browns fans. Browns fans know what they're talking about. Ravens fans know what they ta- they're talking about. They're a little fair weather, but Bengals fans seem uneducated. I'm not talking about uneducated in life, uneducated on football. I'm not saying that they're dumb people. No, I mean, it just seems in football, they, I mean, they were so quick to love on Vontez Perfect and defend him for everything that he did. And, you know, look, we're the kind of people that if one of our guys does stuff that egregious, we're going to be like, yeah, all right. I like, I like the player. I don't want him to do that kind of stuff. You know, so there just seems to be a big difference as, as far as it goes in the AFC North. The other reason I can't root for these guys is simple. This is what happens when you run an organization terrible so long, but you finally get all those picks together and it happens. So this is what the, when the NFL did the draft order and you know, I'm fine with the draft order. I have no problem with that, but this is eventually you're going to put together some pretty good players. And that's what they've done recently. But look at all those years that they couldn't even do that. Yeah. They could not do that. And it's finally coming. And they pulled the the trigger on the right quarterback. And then they got him, his teammate from LSU. And now they're doing it again. And it's absolutely amazing. So I don't want to use them as a model. But for the Steelers offensive line, I've said it already. I would go the the Bengals model for the offensive line. Because we thought they... They did it wrong, but they did it by drafting a couple guys. Not where we thought they should, but they did it. And they also did it by bringing in some pretty good free agents, and that's a much better line, and it's a much better team. But this week, man, I'm going to be rooting hard for the Chiefs, and that's really tough for me to swallow, too, because I can't stand Kansas City. (laughs) So with that being said, fellas, we got to talk about the Steelers and the coaching staff. And some very interesting, and a lot of there's a lot of people are going to want to talk about the coaching staff this week. So the plan for the episode is to talk about this, and then we're going to answer your questions um, for the last 15 minutes of a 45 minute show. So with that being said, start getting your questions ready. Don't throw them up yet. Start throwing them up when we answer them, when we ask for them, and because I have adult ADHD, I'm going to definitely. I'm definitely going to lose them. So just remember that. Um, so a lot of people, before we get onto the coaching staff, everybody wants to talk about your uh, your shirt, Shannon. <laughs> Did you make that? No. My, my wife ordered it during the 2019 season because, you know, I was rooting for Duck. I'm not a Rudolph fan, 
I root for him when he's playing for the Steelers, obviously. But, um, you know, he come out and said that he, he was glad now he wouldn't have to step on anybody's toes. I guess uh, talking about stepping on Ben's toes. He was no threat to Ben's job. Uh, the only way he'd be a pain, it wouldn't be on Ben's toes. It'd be on his rectum. Uh, oh, that, that's as close as he'd get to being a pain to Ben in any Anyway, but this is this is I've had this since 2019. I'm saying bring back the duck. You know he he has a respect for Pittsburgh and 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 he loves the uh, the Steelers and and I'd like to see him come back and at least get to compete uh, when because it's going to be a down year anyway. I'm afraid and and I'd like to see the duck running around back here a little bit. <laughs> I, I even bought the jersey, so I, I have the number six jersey that I like. How do I put Harvin the third on there? I'm like, maybe I don't want to even do that. So, but Bubby never wore that style number, so I can't really. That'd be wrong. I would sport a Bubby though. Uh, so let's talk about this coaching staff, and we're not going to take too long on the coaching staff. But gentlemen, would you agree that before the Steelers start thinking of players? that they go ahead and take care of the sidelines first. Shannon? Oh, yeah, we've talked about it. They have to decide if they're going to try Matt Canada's offense and give it a legit opportunity to be successful. They've got to uh, try to draft or pick up certain kind of offensive linemen in free agency. They're going to have to make uh, a lot of adjustments, The not the least of which is the quarterback. Because I don't think we really have anybody that's going to be a good fit. Rudolph could do some of the stuff, but he would, I'm sure Canada would rather have a more mobile quarterback. So, yeah, but they have to decide what they're going to do with Matt Canada before they can even start focusing on players. Tony, it's my thought that they have already decided if they have not pulled the trigger on Matt Canada yet. And Mike Tomlin made a comment that basically you'll know when he knows and basically mm. what that means to me is now i'm paraphrasing but it's up to the coaches so that was that was basically telling me if i'm reading between the lines i'm thinking that okay matt tomlin is saying that hey we're sticking with matt canada and we are going to uh wait on keith butler's decision on whether he's going to stick around or not Right, so right. that to me, that to me tells me that this decision is already made. What does that tell you? Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, I think they they brought Matt Canada in with the with the um, idea that he would be the you know with with an eye towards twenty twenty two, I guess, because I think they, like I said last week, they knew that Ben and Canada probably wouldn't be a great mesh, but they wanted to keep Ben around one more year because he was their best option. And as far as Butler, I mean, you know. Uh, he, he already made that. You're asking if, if, if um, he already, he already renounced his retirement. Right. So, so you're asking yes. me if they're going to, if, if they're going to, um, if they have to get a new coach in before they make decisions on personnel. Uh, absolutely. Because uh, I mean, you want to tailor your players, players you select around the, 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 the coach's uh, philosophy. I mean, they talk about, you're supposed to, um, a coach is supposed to adapt to his players, but who are we kidding? I mean, they never said that about Dick LeBeau. Well, he's, you know, he's got to adapt to these guys. They, they brought him, they brought these guys in there and they said, you have to adapt to our three, four zone blitz defense. So they have to know who their coordinators are before they can start making decisions on, per, on personnel. 
So, Shannon, what do you know about Patrick Graham? Now, there's a lot of people that think that this is going to go straight to Terrell Austin, but I don't think that's a done deal yet because the Steelers have asked permission to talk to the 43-year-old defensive coordinator of the New York Giants, and that's Patrick Graham. Have you been able to look up anything on this guy? No, um, I was I was shocked. I know that they, you know, they want to at least appear like they're looking some at somebody outside of the organization. But uh, I, you know, you think about the Giants' defense uh, the, over the last few years, and uh, I was actually kind of shocked that they. I mean, you know, even the games that the Jacksonville won this year, their defense. Uh, you know, it was pretty solid in the, in the few games they won. Uh, but the Giants looked pretty putrid all, all season. And I don't even remember them having an outstanding defensive effort. So I was kind of shocked. So yeah, I've, I haven't done any research on him because I wasn't expecting him to go that route at all. So let me ask you this question. I, I think I know quite a lot about the NFL, but off the top of my head without – researching it i don't think i could name that many players on the the uh defense of the new york giants and right now i don't think i could throw out any you you might you might uh put somebody's name out there and i might be like oh yeah that guy but right now i can't come up with anybody can you yeah any of you guys i I don't know any any anybody on the giants defense at, at the moment like you said you could probably throw some names out there and i'd go yeah okay that guy but yeah so there's nothing, there's nothing, nothing stood out about the about the Giants defense the last couple of years under Graham. So, and and where he, was it the Dolphins before that? Whoever he was with before that as their coordinator. I mean, they didn't have an outstanding defense that year either. So I don't know what the what the attraction is. Uh, obviously, uh, if he's the first guy they're they're interviewing, uh, that tells me that maybe it's just to satisfy, the, the, you know. The, the optics of, of going out and, and interviewing people from outside the organization and, and then uh, promoting Austin. Uh, Cause I, I don't think it, it doesn't tell me that they're going to, they're even serious about going out and getting any of these quote unquote big name guys that people were, were mentioning. So it just tell, I think, I think it's just a, they're, they're, they're uh, interviewing the guy to satisfy, you know, the, the optics and then they're going to, they're going to promote Austin. That's what it tells me. Cause I don't think they're, they're all that interested in changing their defense all that much. But don't doesn't he okay, have a no history? One, doesn't he have a history with Tomlin in Minnesota? Maybe I Graham? thought I read. Yeah, I thought I read he had some kind of history with Tomlin. Maybe maybe that's it. I didn't I didn't I, I looked up the uh, the, the stats uh, uh, over the last few years with him mm-hmm. as coordinator, but I didn't really look up anything about him. So I, yeah, I, I'm not sure. But if if, if that's true, then then I guess that makes sense. You know what else it does? Even if they're serious about Terrell Austin. But it gives this guy a 43-year-old who's that's a young coach. Gives a right. 43-year-old defensive coordinator uh, a leg up because now his name's out there. That throws a name out there and then everybody else is like, "Whoa, wait, what's the deal with Patrick Graham? Should we be taking a look at him as well?" So maybe maybe it's a favor that they're doing as well. So, um, really interesting stuff. I just we just got some breaking news in here, and I want to go ahead and bring this up. It looks like Omar Khan is not 
among the three candidates now for the Bears position of general manager. So they are looking at three other guys right now, and it looks like Omar is not. So really interesting stuff there, too. Um, That dance continues, and we're going to find out more about that coming up after the draft. So maybe the Steelers are talking to him as well. Now, talking about other guys that the live chat's talking about, I know we are talking about as well. Broncos head coach, former head coach, excuse me, Vic Fangio is a defensive mind. Wink Martindale of the Ravens is a former defensive coordinator, and he's a very uh, good coach as well. In fact, that uh, that's a weird that's a weird situation there because it almost thinks like it's a, makes me think it's a power play with John Harbs there getting rid of a guy like Martindale. Um, those two, and I think Bob Eubanks and Bob Barker might be possibilities <laughs> if they don't get, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. I'll be here all week. Uh, if they don't get wink, but, and if you don't know, wink was a famous game show host and that's why, uh, Mr. Martin though has that nickname here. So gentlemen, is there anybody besides those two guys that would be on your wish list, or are you fine with Terrell Austin, Tony? Well, I, I I hate to say I hate to sound like a homer, but I mean I'm fine with it because I think I don't think the issues with this last year with the defense had anything to do with with the with the philosophy because it, it seemed pretty it seemed fine in 2019 and 2020 things started to fall apart for the defense late in the 2020 season, you know, when Bud Dupree got hurt, which came on the heels of, of Devin Bush getting hurt. So that was, they were two big losses. And then this past year, you know, uh, they, that the way they looked in week one against the bills. I mean, it looked like this was going to be the best defense in the NFL. I think we, we all were just so excited about it. And then um, Tyson Alou, Alou gets hurt. Uh, TJ Watt had problems with injuries on and off uh, last year. And, and of course, Joe Hayden had his problems and Devin Bush was never the same. Stefan uh, wasn't there. Stefan too. It wasn't there all year. So it seems to me like that the, the, the issue with them wasn't so much the philosophy last year. It was the, it was the person, it was a lack of, of personnel. So maybe they, you know, I'm thinking, you know, if you get some guys back, if you get a Lulu back, I don't know if he's, you know, of course you have a lot of decisions you have to make on this defense and this whole team is in general. So it's, but you know, if you, if you have the right players in place, it looks like this could be a pretty effective defense. So do they want to go in a different direction as far as philosophy, uh, when, you know, maybe the real issue is just the fact that they weren't healthy last year. So the other thing to look at, you know, about the defense is the offense kept them on the field way too much as well. Right. The Steelers offense was that poor with all those punts. Uh, Shannon, your final thoughts on the defensive coordinator search. Well, based on what, Butler said uh, Tomlin's been the defensive coordinator for the last couple of years anyway. Uh, so you ain't going to bring in a guy like Martindale or somebody like that because then you would have a power struggle. They'd be button heads. Uh, he knows he can work with Terrell Austin, bring him up. And, uh, you know, Austin, I think if you give him the right talent at cornerback, he can put together some good coverages. But that pass rush package that the Steelers have been the best at for the last five years, 
a lot of that come from Keith Butler and his time from with LeBeau. And so if they do promote Austin, I don't know how much of that knowledge that he's retained from Butler or if they need to bring in somebody to help coordinate the pass rush. Because I know uh, Jeffrey Benedict, uh, with us here behind the store curtain, he's, he's wrote about that and talked about that extensively, uh, that that's where Butler will be most missed. And uh, But as far as bringing in an outside defense coordinator, I, I think Tomlin's already the defense coordinator. Well, the one reason I'm pulling for Terrell Austin here is none of the reasons that uh, that mean anything. It's just for the reasons that I want to go ahead and produce a T-shirt that says Austin 316 says I just blitzed your ass. <laughs> wow, wow, that's why you're the, that's why you're the, that's why you're the, the podcasting manager. I mean, my gosh, I never would have thought of that in a million years. So, uh, Austin 316, you, baby. <laughs> oh gosh. Then we then we get a guy get a guy in there named Paige just to do the diamond cutter. Then I'll then I'll be I'll be really happy. Uh, so, so gentlemen, let's uh, let's get off. Uh, let's do one final thing with the coaches. Of course, Mike Tomlin's safe. We all know that. You know they're not making a change, and don't think they're going to. Um, I, I just want one word answers. Canada, stay or go. Is he is he staying or is he going? Not what do you think should happen. What's going to happen, Shannon? Stay. Oh, sorry. So, Tony, I'll get, Tony, stay. Okay, stay. Shannon. Shannon, stay. Okay, I I think that's what's going to happen. I think it would or we would be hearing more if he was gone. All right. So let's go ahead and oh, somebody mentions uh, Mike Zimmer. Cecil Music mentions Mike Zimmer as a viable defensive coordinator for the Steelers. Actually, yeah, he's pretty good too. Um. Terrell Austin, is he the guy or someone else? What's going to happen? Shannon? I think he'll, he's the guy. But I will say this. Zimmer has a great blitz package, so that can take care of that problem. But, no, Austin is the guy, I believe. Okay, Tony? Yeah, Austin's the guy. For all the things that Shannon said earlier, it would be – if you bring in one of these – these big names, it's going to be a power struggle. It's going to be like Buddy Ryan and Mike Ditka. So you're, it, it's, it's, uh, you know, I don't think they want that. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't care, but I don't think Mike Tomlin wants that. Well, Mike Tomlin stuck around with uh, Dick LeBeau. Yeah, but I think he, 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 he was almost, I think he was, he felt compelled to because he was such a legend here. But, but, uh, you know, like uh, all this stuff happened with Butler as far as him taking over the, uh, defensive, uh, signals and early, uh, yeah, I don't think he would have done that with LeBeau. I just think he, he he uh, was uh, deferential to to Lebeau, and I don't think he would, he wants to uh, give away that power to anybody else. All right, so we are going to have an eight minute Q and A. Start getting those in now. First thing first, I want to bring up Russell Sermon. This is not a question, but Brian is wearing what should be the Steelers throwback. Now, Dan Rooney never wanted to bring these back, but everybody seems to love these, and I'm wearing the TJ Watt one. I'd love to get a Dick Shiner one. I think that'd be really cool. But I don't know if Dick actually officially wore this jersey, but they're called the Batman jerseys because they look like a cape. Hmm. And I think they are so cool. The white ones were even cooler. I would love to see them do that. We do have a super chat here. And it's our good friend Snowman. And it's 
Gosh, it's it's not an easy one. Hmm. Will Stefan Tuit play in 2022? And if not, what do you do in the draft? Thank you for the $5, Snowman. The original Robin Masters, as Tony has dubbed him a long hmm. time ago. Stefan Tuit in 2022. What's your thoughts, Tony? I mean, I, I don't, you know, everybody, as, as we've talked about before, everybody's been speculating about this since last year. And rightfully so. It's it's a mystery. Why isn't he, is it a knee injury? Is it is it because of his brother? But I mean, I think I would like to think that they that they already talked this out as a, as an organization, and 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 the reason why, and and they know full well why he didn't play last year. So I don't think it's a mystery to them. So provided they have have an agreement, and and um, and, and you know, I, I can't see why he wouldn't play in in twenty twenty two unless they wanted to uh, save money by by trading him or releasing him. I actually think that he is going to go ahead and. Uh stick around as well. I think he's, I think it's the knee injury. I, nobody has, Stefan Tuitt has never come out and the organization has never said anything about his, his brother. That is a tragedy and happened, but I, you know, this is something that I think we've all assumed. Right. And I've, I've been jumping on that wagon for a while because it got to the point where there was an assumption. Then it became a quote fact where, right. Oh no, he's out because of his brother. Right. And that's as that is a devastating thing. And I could understand it because mental health is a very important thing. And loss is a very tragic thing. I understand completely. Um, with that said, though, Stefan to it, I think if the knee is healthy, he's coming back to play. Shannon? They could have tied together in the fact that it, if the tragedy and everything that went along with it could have affected to its uh, uh, rehab. You know, he wasn't able to commit to his rehab like uh, that he needed to. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, that if you don't progress with the rehab uh, in the, in the proper timeline, it can make the injury and the healing process draw out. And, uh, then he might not have never been in a position where they felt it was worth risking him because he wasn't in football shape, which is impossible to get in just running around at practice. Uh, so if he could come back, uh, then I think the Steelers definitely want him back because if he was in the draft, you know, he is a, still a relatively young lineman. If he was in the draft again, he would probably be a, at least a first rounder, early second rounder again. And and uh, he's he's a really good tandem with with Hayward. So uh, if he's mentally able to and physically able to, we definitely want him back. I really think he will be. So thank you for sharing that. For excuse me, the eight one four in the house, my man Matt Stofko. Which QB sat on the bench behind a Hall of Fame QB for three or more years, but then went on to become a franchise QB? Gosh, that that is definitely a toughie. Um, I might be off on this one. I think Aaron Rodgers is really close on that. He was drafted in 05. I don't think that he really took over until late 07 or 08. So that, that might be, he may have taken over in 07. So he might not count in that one. Matt, if you do have an answer on that, let us know. Um, what about Steve Young? 
What about Steve Young? I don't know how long he sat behind Montana. So Steve Young's a weird one here too, because he started right away after coming over from the LA express. Then he ended up in Tampa. Mm -hmm. And when he got to Tampa, he started a lot. He went to San Francisco and sat. So I don't that you're absolutely correct, but I'm wondering if in this question that is considered in there either, or maybe there's no answer to this question. It's like how many, how many sit this long and become a franchise QB? I I know there's there's been some out there. I just uh, this Not is many, a, this is a this is a question you you ask a large man named Schofield. <laughs> and i'm and uh just because there's two of them i'm not just i mean and i'm not making fun of i'm a large man myself i'm just saying you you ask those gentlemen they're you really also good. you also jim plunkett a lot of people forget about jim he was a huge uh considered a bust yeah they're going to new england and then when he went to oakland and he, well, he and went he to got, san francisco too yeah that's right but when he got to Oakland, he was the perfect fit. You know, he loved to throw that deep ball, and they still had the the guys there to go get it. And, and he he was the missing piece, and you know they won two Super Bowls with him. So that's that's really interesting. That's that's a great question. Uh, Evan Giles, do you truly think we should go after Ke Kenny Pickett? A lot of people love Kenny Pickett. One of the reasons we love Kenny Pickett is because of. <laughs> not taking Dan Marino in 1983. That still sticks in a lot of people's craw. Um, gosh, the who was the last pit? Who were the last two pit quarterbacks that were drafted by the Steelers? Do you know that? Um, uh, Tyler Palco. Was he, was he drafted by them? He wasn't drafted by them. He was drafted by, I believe, the Chiefs. Ah. Hmm. Oh, uh, what's his name? Um, oh, gosh. Uh, in 2000, 2000, yep. um, uh, Rodriguez, is that, Gonzalez. Is that his name? Pete Gonzalez. 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 That's right. And I think yeah, yeah. he was the last guy to wear number seven. Yeah. Oh, okay. If I'm not mistaken, I think he wore both seven and 10 and, uh, Rick Tricano was drafted at, I believe in 1980, mm -hmm. uh, okay. very late. I mean, I don't think there have been any other pit quarterbacks. Look, the thing I about. The thing about this guy, he throws a very good ball. He doesn't throw a good deep ball. I think you need to be able to throw a deep, deep ball in this world now. I and, also don't like the fact that he, you know, he uh, took so long to <laughs> to be the guy. Now, some I said that the other day, and somebody said, "What about Joe Burrow?" That's uh, that's a lot. I still think that's a different situation because. Being the guy at Ohio State and having to transfer out to be noticed is one thing. Right. You know, Kenny Pickett's been there for 17 years now, I think, hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Um, it just seems like Kenny Pickett's been the guy for a long time. So right. I, I'm i not opposed to the idea of it. I'm just saying that I think he could be – you got to be careful with a guy like that. Shannon? And, and, oh, Tony, go ahead. Well, no, I, I think, it, I mean, having said all that with his limitations, I think, you know, we, we, we've seen this uh, play out so many times in the past. He's probably going to, by the time the draft rolls around, uh, he's probably going to be a uh, somebody considered in the, 
you know, the top, a top 10 pick or a top 12 pick and the Steelers would have to move up to get him anyway. So I think, you know, it's not, if he's there at 20, I'd be intrigued by somebody like that, but I don't think he's going to be there at 20 anyway. <laughs> Shannon. Yeah, he could be this year's Mac Jones. Uh, once they, you know, he's articulate, he's well-spoken. Uh, he, he throw he's very accurate. Uh, he's got some mobility, you know, like that, that fake slide he did. Oh, uh, in the ball game. I mean, I don't know how he didn't blow something out. He's ACL, he's ankle, something. That that shows some really good athleticism. Um, I, I'm concerned like you that he's a fifth year senior and and um you know it's it's taking him a while to get there. I, I've been on the Ritter from Cincinnati bandwagon for for a couple of years now. Uh and also uh, Carson Strong out of Nevada. Those are two guys that you might can get in the second round, even though you'd like to have a first rounder to get that fifth year option. But if you do pick a guy like Ritter or Strong and let him sit, you know, as a backup that first year, you might have something once you develop your offensive line and get that running game going. So, but, but pick it. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, he's from Pittsburgh there. So we all remember what happened with the Marino. So we don't want to make that mistake again, but I'm just still scared of him being a fifth year senior. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping he's not fool's gold. I hope he's great. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, that's a gamble that you take in the draft and we'll just see if that's what they are going to do. I'm la- I was laughing because I was reading this one from must be nuts. Why have a DC if, head coach calls the plays <laughs> we don't even have to answer that um so uh also brian brown's uh is laughing about the fact bad talking about the importance of mental health to steelers fans that might be <laughs> that might be saying that my mental health is not that good um i know i i do have attention deficit disorder um true story i uh, i went in my my daughter was just about two years ago she was having i think she was in fourth or fifth she was having trouble sleeping and wanted to be in our bed all the time and we said uh, we uh they noticed some stuff at school where she was just nervous about stuff and it was nervous about you know just nervous about family and and uh you know loss and she would get scared when i would go to work and stuff like that so we we uh, went to we had the school counselor talk to her a few times, and they said, you know what, she's very well adjusted and all this. And after I was talking, she goes, "Yeah, but Mr. Davis, I kind of think you need <laughs> you you need some help with a adult attention deficit disorder because you're all over the place." <laughs> and anybody that's listened to my podcasts, I'm a lot better now than I used to be. <laughs> I'm really trying to pay attention to it. Uh, not on medication yet, but maybe I should be because the bad guys all over the place sometimes. Um, so anyways, gentlemen, I don't see any more. Qu- oh, 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 sorry. I was about to wrap it up. And I, when I saw a super chat, but someone hitting where I live. Snowman, $5. What are your thoughts on the new USFL? Got one problem with the new USFL. Well, I've got two problems. One, it's not 1983 again. <laughs> yeah. That was a great league. Shannon, Tony, do you remember that league? 
Mm-hmm. That no, was fun. I, I loved it. I think they ruined it. They they shouldn't have. They should have left it alone. Uh and I can't say the name, but a certain uh, game show host slash a politician was an owner of one of the teams. And I mean, I can say the name. I just don't want to get everybody all riled up. All <laughs> I'm saying is uh, they wanted to move to yeah, the fall and that's what they were going to do. And they didn't leave it alone. And, and they could have been good because my gosh, look at the draft. Go back and look at the 1983 and 1984 USFL draft. Mm. Then go look, look at the uh, drafts for the, uh, the NFL at that time. My gosh, it was crazy. And then one thing the Steelers didn't do well is they actually had a draft when the USFL folded and they didn't they didn't draft well there. But you could have got some really good players uh, from there. Um I love the idea of the new USFL if it's done right. Right. I love the idea of a spring league. I love the fact that the Pittsburgh Maulers are back. I once had a date or two with a uh, a former Pittsburgh Mauler cheerleader. Um, uh, she was a lot older, but she was really cool. Um, that was that was back in, in a different time, back in the early 2000s. But I've got to tell you, the Maulers, I still have my original Pittsburgh Mauler t-shirt. But here's my one problem with the Maulers. And the Maulers are not playing in Pittsburgh the first year. None of those teams are playing in Pittsburgh. They're all playing in one spot. And I think it's possibly Birmingham, Alabama, um, but I don't think that's official. The Maulers do have a new head coach. Do you guys remember Kirby Wilson, former running backs coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers? Mm-hmm. He's, he's going to be in uh, blue and red or blue and orange, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> so I'm throwing, I mean, hey, April comes around. I'm going to want to talk about some Maulers. And uh, Jeffrey and I have been joking that we're going we're gonna to have our own show from behind the mall curtain, mauling it over. <laughs> so, which I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think, uh, podcast producer or not, I don't think the powers of me are going to let me do a Mahler's podcast. But, <laughs> but send your cards and letters to Jeff Hartman and Dave Schofield. <laughs> oh, gosh. I can, I can hear them yelling at me now. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Tony. You're going to say something. Oh yeah, no, that's the only thing. That's the only my only issue is I, I just wish it was like you said, 1983, or or the league had that kind of uh, power. But it's almost the, the NFL is such a monopoly now on, on talent. It's in it's, in money. It's just impossible to to have that kind of a rival league anymore, like the AFL and the USFL. I mean, that was such a, such a great thing. And and as you mentioned, that 84 draft, those you know those early drafts, they 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 were stealing players away from the NFL, which yeah. I mean, you know, you can't, there's no way it would happen. That's my only thing is I wish it was like a kind of a rival league, but it's not, it's kind of like what the, the previous uh, spring leagues were, but I'm still excited about it and, and, and watching the, uh, the, the Maulers and, and seeing those old uniforms again. And, you know, <laughs> I, I don't even know. What, I don't even know what that is. Um, I'm just laughing. Um, but they're they're mentioning some players from the USFL. Um, Snowman used to have season tickets to the Philadelphia Stars with his brother, and they were the second champion. The first one being the Michigan Panthers. And if I'm not mistaken, was Jim Smith a Michigan Panther, Tony? 
He was. That's where he went. He he was amazing in the yeah. USFL. Yeah. Um, Reggie White, Snowman says mm. Reggie White was a Memphis showboat. Mm-hmm. I could tell you, um, Billy Joe Dupree was a breaker. <laughs> uh, they were the Boston Breakers first. Um, Warren Moon, I I don't remember Warren Moon in there. Herschel Walker was a no, New no. Jersey general. Warren Moon was an Edmonton Eskimo. Right, he was in the <laughs> CFL. Jim Kelly was a Houston gambler. Doug Flutie was a uh, New Jersey general, but he didn't. I don't know if he he didn't get there until '85. Um, Chuck Fusina was the uh, was the guy for the Stars. Was the quarterback former quarterback of Penn State, and the quarterback for the first champion was Bobby Abair. Mm-hmm. And who was his star wide receiver? Anthony Carter. Anthony Carter. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. So much star power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, they. I mean, and the, and the list goes on. I mean, and on. I think Craig Morton played for the Denver Gold too. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember wow. because there were these were <laughs> names. You know why I was into it back then? It was new. It was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Herschel Walker there with the, mm-hmm. the helmet. The helmets were cool. Everything was cool. Um, you had the Washington Federals, green, blue, and yellow, uh, white. Um, you, you had teams like that, the Oklahoma Outlaws. Doug Williams was an Oklahoma Outlaw before he mm-hmm. came back to the league. Uh, but the cool thing about it was the guys that I knew, the guys on my trading cards were on this on these teams. So, I mean, gosh, we lost Banazak, didn't we, over there for a little bit? Didn't Banazak go to the... Uh, usfl for a little bit or i think he may have for a, like maybe for a payday yeah. and then he didn't really he didn't really last maybe, I think. maybe not banizak but a, a couple guys went over um but you know it was really cool stuff so i mean i would love to see i would love to see it do well i kind of agree with tony but i'm going to smoke him while i got him <laughs> so that's exactly like i said i can't fit into that t-shirt but i still own that t-shirt <laughs> And I got, you know where I got it? I'm not, I'm going to make you guess. My my mom bought it, mom and dad bought it for me at the department store with the greatest snack bar ever. Heels. Ding, ding, ding. Shannon White's a winner. Tony, how come you, <laughs> how come you didn't throw that out? Hills, uh, department store. <laughs> I don't know. I should have. I used to have one right down the street here. Hills was the best, the best yeah. snack bar. Mm. All right, guys. It has been a good time. Make sure you check out BTSC all week long for everything you need, Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, it doesn't end because the season's over. Uh It doesn't. We keep on going because now it's time to start taking a look at 2022. And we are going to put a different spin on it. So you can have a lot of fun this offseason. We're going to throw in Blast from the Past. We're going to do so many different things. But there's going to be three shows every single day three new shows every single day. We're not splitting the shows anymore, but you're still going to have a chance to go ahead and get all kinds of cool, all kind of cool Pittsburgh Steelers stuff. But if it's breaking news, it's going to be on the editorial side first, anything that you need, it's going to be there real quick. Brian Brown asked, are the Maulers colors the same as the Steelers? No, they are not. They are purple and they're originally supposed to be red, but, it might look like a little bit of an orange. So I've got to see what the official colors are, but yeah, they're going to be back to be purple again. So purple's okay now. 
as long as red's in it. It's not that ugly Raven stuff. <laughs> and the logo. Pretty darn cool logo. So, for Tony Defio, for Shannon White, my name is Brian Anthony Davis. You can call me bad. Hashtag bad company. Only three people know what that is, but I appreciate all three of you. So, just when you think that you've got all of the answers, we keep changing the questions. Shannon. My peeps, BTSC Nation, we love you. We will see you next time. Be safe, be cool, be original, be true to yourself. Always be behind the steel curtain. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.